This is the Bible News Prophecy Program, bringing you news and analysis of world events in the light of Bible prophecy. The following program is brought to you by the Continuing Church of God. Greetings, friends. This is Steve Dupuis for the Bible News Prophecy Program with Dr. Bob Teal. Dr. Teal, as we approach the end of the age, are we discovering any more archaeological evidence that supports the Bible? Yes, more and more is being released. However, we're also continuing to see a lot of uh, skeptics and scoffers. Now, I'd like to read something that Jesus said. This is from John, uh, John's Gospel, chapter 5, verse 46. Jesus said, For if you would have believed Moses, you would have believed me, for he wrote about me. Yet, by the way, many have doubts about Jesus. And we have a free book on that, by the way, called Prove Jesus the Messiah. So you can prove that there's a Jesus. But a lot of people have doubts about the Bible. And many actually claim that Moses didn't even have the ability to write. Hmm. So does archaeology prove that or disprove it? Well, last spring, Israel 365 News reported something about a find on Mount Abel, E-B-A-L, Abel. It's called Joshua's altar how archaeology proves the bible it says a young uh, archaeologist in 1982 named uh, adam zertal he started to excavate an archaeological site in mount abel and he didn't believe the book of deuteronomy the book of joshua was even real he thought those events were just made up then he more and more he did research he said there could be no other possibility that there's an altar there that was built by Joshua uh, and that Moses existed, etc. And so that was nice. Now, you and I actually did a video on that called Did Joshua of the Bible Exist? People can find in this channel or um, so. Now, yesterday, Israel 365 News posted something else about uh, Mount Abel. And it's called Critics Dismiss Abel tablet. With the discovery of a small lead cursed tablet was announced last year, it was hailed by many as one of the most significant archaeological uh, discoveries in recent times. And then there's a Dr. Stripling, who's the director of archaeological studies at the Institute of Biblical Studies in Texas. He led an expedition down there to look through some of the stuff that uh, Adam Zertel had done before. And he discovered a small folded lead tablet. Mm-hmm. And this has some Hebrew writing on it. And this particular writing looks like it was probably from around 1200 to 400 uh, BC. And that makes this Hebrew writing actually a lot older than what people thought by maybe five or 600 years. Mm. And the study had implications both for the Hebrew Bible and the New Testament, but as soon as it was announced, it was very controversial. So what were the implications and how were they controversial according to that news article? Well, it indicated that the land of Canaan was inhabited by the Israelites hundreds of years before a lot of people thought it was. It also seems to indicate that at least some of the Israelites were literate at that time, meaning they could have written the part of the Bible about those events that were taking place. Instead of generations later, 
which is previously what so-called scholars had tended to say. So, well, what about that cursed tablet found on Mount Eol? Didn't that have an impact on the scholars? Well, sadly, not a whole lot. Uh, they still cast doubts on it. They say that uh, the soft metal object just had some dents in it, and <clears throat> it's just not clear to them that this is what's here. The, the description that uh, Dr. Stripling found on it, according to at least one so-called expert, was below par. Uh, but uh, Stripling had a different view. He says, no, this is not the case. And I want to make a few points about the relevance here. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 11, read verse 29. It says, now it shall be when the Lord your God has brought you into the land which you go to possess, you shall put a blessing on Mount Gerizim and a curse on Mount Abel. Hmm. And what was found in Mount Abel seems to be a curse. Mm. And so let me read about this from a report. The inscription with the curse was written in Hebrew with the name of the Lord engraved in it. And it says, you are cursed by the God Yahweh, cursed. You will die cursed. Cursed you will surely die. Cursed you are by Yahweh, cursed. So we saw that the Bible pointed to curse on Mount Abel. And Dr. Uh, Stripling believes he found a description of ancient Hebrew that has this curse on Mount Abel. And of course, even if this curse wasn't engraved on the stone, there must have been some Hebrew writing around that time, despite what a lot of critics claim. Now, as far as when the children of Israel uh, got into the land of Canaan, in terms of the timing of the Exodus, it was actually a couple hundred years earlier than many claim. And the other funny thing about those who claim the Exodus was 1250 BC, they also claim there's no evidence that it happened. Well, obviously, they wouldn't find any evidence of the Exodus if they're looking at the wrong time frame. That's like looking for the evidence of an elephant in a breadbasket. What about the year of the Exodus? And tell us more about earlier writings. Well, we think the Exodus was about 1446 BC, BCE. So this would mean that Moses had to be writing no later than 40 years later, since he uh, died 40 years after the Exodus. And when you look at scripture, it looks like he was writing fairly closely after the Exodus. Now, obviously, some form of writing did exist because Jesus was telling us the truth about uh, Moses is doing some writing. So you're referring to what Jesus said in John 5, 46? Yeah, but there's also passages in the Hebrew scriptures, which we tend to call the Old Testament. Now, that said, I'm going to read something from a free online book we have called Who Gave the World the Bible? And in this, I'm going to quote some scriptures. In Exodus 24, verse 4, it says, Exodus wrote all the words of the Lord. So the Old Testament saying he wrote. And in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 31, Starting in verse 24, it says, Moses had completed writing the words of this law in a book when they were finished. And Moses commanded the Levites who bore the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, saying, Take this book of the law and put it beside the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God. And after writing that, Moses wanted them protected. And again, I'm still reading from uh, this book. Secular scholars, however, generally don't believe that Moses wrote the book. They basically claim 
that ancient Hebrew, which is called sometimes called Paleo-Hebrew, didn't exist before the 10th century BCE, hence it wasn't possible. Now, those of us who believe the words of Jesus must agree that somehow Moses did write what Jesus said he did, hence there was some type of written Hebrew language. Now, some less secular scholars believe that Moses wrote in something like Proto-Cyanic, also known as Proto-Canaanite, a language that was related to the Phoenician language, which had uh, 22 consonants and no vowels, like ancient Hebrew did. Now, there's some others, like Dr. Doug uh, Petrovich. He asserts that the alphabetical Hebrew language was essentially derived from Egyptian hieroglyphics, and it was the earliest prototype of modern languages, and he suggested that perhaps it was even developed by Israel's son, Joseph. Hmm. Now, that's also consistent with a finding from Yale's Egyptologist, uh, John Coleman Darnell, about the timing of the earliest alphabetic writing. Furthermore, and I'm gonna quote something that was published in Biblical Archaeology, which is also in this book, Proto-Cyanic texts discovered in the ancient Egyptian turquoise mines in Surabit el-Kadim in Sinai are generally dated to the 19th century BCE. Their thoughts have been written by Canaanite workers adapted Egyptian hieroglyphics to serve as written symbols for distinct alphabetical sounds. Uh, now, according to Dr. Petrovich's translation, certain of certain inscriptions that were actually found in Egypt, one that he dated to 1842 BC, it includes the phrase Hebrews of Bethel, the beloved. He also asserts that three inscriptions naming three biblical people were found. These, he said, were Asana, the wife of Joseph, Genesis 41, verse 44, Ahissamach, the father of one of the craftsmen who would build the tabernacle in Exodus 35, 34, and Moses himself. And Dr. Petrovich says Moses, one, relates to the date 1446, which is again a date, a possible date for the Exodus. Well, Dr. Teal, the time frame mentioning Joseph's wife and the time frame mentioning Moses span about 400 years, which is the time frame written in the Bible of Israel's sojourn in Egypt. Do the scholars address this? Well, they do, but uh, many of them basically try to claim that uh, Dr. Petrovich just understand, misunderstands oh. aspects of Hebrew uh, grammar and they denounce what he said. And uh, that being said, he, he wrote all kinds of proof that he found stuff on something called the Brennishuri Stele, number uh, Sinai 115. There's also a Sinai 377, which is a rock inscription. He says this holds the honor of being the oldest extant fully Hebrew proto-constantal inscription yet known, dates to uh, uh, 1840 B.C. Now, Petrovich claims that Hebrew has a distinction about being the world's first alphabet from one, he says, that Phoenician and everything else developed. Now, whether or not Hebrew is the first alphabet, the dates from Sinai 115 and 377 were several centuries before Moses was born. And so consider also, as far as Moses go, he was uh, considered the educated son of Pharaoh's uh, daughter. Right. And in the New Testament, the, the martyr Stephen in Acts 7.22 said, 
And Moses was learned in all the wisdom of the Egyptians and was mighty in words and deeds. Since Moses was educated in Egypt, he'd been able to read hieroglyphics, but he was probably also likely trained in other scripts, perhaps proto-Canaanite or proto-Phoenician or some type of proto-Hebrew. Either way, Moses did write the books in some type of Hebrew or proto-Hebrew script that Jesus and the biblical writer said he did, irrespective of what some scholars might say. And these books were preserved by the Levites and the Jews. What would you recommend we do when faced with the opposition of scholars to the written word of God? As it says in 1 John 5.10, believe God. Mm -hmm. Or as the apostle Paul wrote in Romans 3 verse 4, indeed let God be true and every man, but every man a liar. Now throughout the centuries, so-called experts have claimed that science disproves aspects of the word of God. But the apostle Paul in 1 Timothy 6, this time I'm going to read starting verse 20 from Old King James. He, Paul had warned Timothy about that. He said, oh, Timothy, keep that which is committed to your trust. In our case, including the word of God, avoiding profane and vain babblings in opposition of science falsely called, which some professing have erred concerning the faith, which means some people listen to this pseudoscience. These people claim to be scientists and they've gone the wrong way. Now, Jesus confirmed that we need to be careful. In Revelation 3.11, he said, hold fast what you have, that no man, which includes scholars or government people, take your crown. So don't let so-called experts dissuade you from believing the word of God. To find that Mount Abel looks to confirm aspects of scripture. But uh, even if it's not the case, remember to let God be true and every man a liar in case is a contradiction. Believe God, believe the word of God. Good advice. Thank you, Dr. Teal. For more interviews with Dr. Teal, in addition to written as well as audio articles, visit our website at BibleNewsProphecy.net. This is Steve Dupuy for the Bible News Prophecy Program. This Bible News Prophecy Program was sponsored by the Continuing Church of God. For more information, including access to our free literature, visit BibleNewsProphecy.net or www.ccog.org.